Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage for life. Today, we're going to do a different change of pace, and we're going to talk a little bit about Detroit specifically. And when I say Detroit, I mean a specific area of Detroit. We're going to talk about Southwest Detroit. No matter what Journey says, it is not South Detroit, it is Southwest. There is no South Detroit. Like, really. Just just don't. Please, please don't. So, and the reason we're going to talk about it is because not everybody lives in the country. Cottagecore is more than just being in the country. It's an aesthetic, but it's also learning to live simply with what you have and appreciating it and being more in touch with the natural world and the natural world is not made up just of plants it's made up of humans it's made up of four-legged it's made up of the things that swim and the things that fly it's made up of food it's made up of rock it's made of stone it's made of sand it's made of steel it's made of everything so we take those things and we create other forms of reality from them So today I'm going to talk to you about a reality that was created in Southwest Detroit. And that is the phenomenon of the Botanica resource inside of supermarkets in Southwest Detroit. So pull on up, get your atlas out if necessary. Um, Open your book of stuff up to resources or supermarkets which is kind of the same. And we're going to take a magical wild ride through the Botanica resources in Southwest Detroit. And I'm not going to name specific addresses and shops because I want you to visit number one and number two. I never know during the global situation what may or may not still be there. I visited recently, but I didn't go to every single shop and I don't want you to be disappointed. So let's get started. Now, for some people, there's a little confusion as to where Southwest Detroit really starts. For a few people, it's at McGraw. For others, it's when they hit Military Road. Some people define it by being south of the Ambassador Bridge. You know, the Ambassador Bridge was by McCoy. And, you know, I'm really, really proud that that bridge is still standing. So, shout out. African-American history time. Okay, back to the point. Okay, so, and for other people, they know they're in Southwest Detroit when they hit Verner. But for me, hitting Southwest Detroit always meant passing under the train tracks by the Grand Central train station, um, the big central train station um, in Southwest Detroit. And when I say central train station, I mean, it was absolutely huge. It was magnificent. I remember as a small child, we used to take train trips across the country. I, I don't mean just a couple of states away. We took train rides to Seattle. We took them everywhere through Denver. We used to travel by train during the summer times when I wasn't in Canada. So going to that station was a big deal. Although I will say this, I think I developed a, a slight fear of tall, tall pillars 
when I was there because at that time, even as early as the 80s and 70s, it was beginning to decline and so they weren't turning on all the lights. So the top of the ceiling of that main uh, corridor or the main um, hallway, the main room, it was kind of like bathed in shadow. So as a small child, looking way up into nothingness kind of gives you the creeps. I'm just saying, gives you a little creepy, but but it was looking back. It was um, it was a privilege and a gift to be able to travel and to ride the rails during those old times, and that has always meant going across the border into Southwest Detroit, and that's what that means to me. But there was another landmark. The other landmark that was at the entryway for me to Southwest Detroit was an actual dome house, but it wasn't a smooth dome. It was like a dodecahedron. I know, I got to use the word dodecahedron. I know, right? But no, it was like a, it was a weird diamond pattern dodecahedron and it was a solar house. And they made so much power on their own that they actually were like charging, they would like make enough and then charge the power company. And it was right there after you passed under the the big tracks because there was a little viaduct there. But I don't think it's there anymore. I haven't seen it in a really long time. So if I recall the last time I went that way, it was not there. Unless it's under construction and they're rebuilding it, it is gone. And I do... I do have some sadness about that because it was beautiful and again it was kind of like a little a little piece of fantasy right there but once you passed under those tracks you were on Verner this was after you had already passed Michigan Avenue past the old Tiger Stadium which by the way there is only one Tiger Stadium Comerica Park calls itself Tiger Stadium it is not Tiger Stadium it is Comerica Park Tiger Stadium is no longer there so and and that's what I said and that's what I meant it's a parking lot now an empty lot and it it breaks my heart Um, I'm trying to remember I think that the Mexican Irish festival still goes by there though you heard me right there is a Mexican Irish festival in Southwest Detroit because Southwest Detroit shares a border of an area called Corktown so they kind of meld together and they cross over into each other it's really, really fascinating how rich the culture is in Detroit. Um, you have to experience it. And so many things have changed. But some things remain the same. And one of the things that remains the same is that you can find supplies for your magical botanica all over Southwest Detroit. You can also find really good foods there at a great price. There are people who drive all the way from Canada, from Ohio, all over the state, even as far as Indiana and Illinois for the prices at this one meat market. And I said I wasn't going to say the name of it, E&L Supermercado, but I'm just saying that and Honeybee Market are two big markets for food. So that's something you can definitely 
uh, look into if you want to have a really authentic Mexican meat market experience, Mexican American. But I do want to say this though, and and I want you to take it to heart. If you're going, understand that there's a definite gentrification that is going on in the area. Some of the old school families are kind of being pushed a little bit. So you might want to get there before it gets too changed so you can actually really experience what Southwest Detroit is. I I am very happy uh, that they are growing though. And I have faith in the development corporation there that they will, and the business groups, that they will keep the character and flavor and the families there, but you can't deny it. Detroit is getting gentrified. So here's hoping they resist the rising wave of carpetbaggers um, and yep, yep, yuppies and people with weird slick back hair and parts of the middle and too much more money than sense that want to destroy things and not restore them. Okay, nothing personal, y'all, but it is what it is. I'm old Detroit. I don't know what you want from me. It is what it is. Okay, so you go over there and you will see that there's a difference in the crowd that goes to Honeybee Market and that goes to E&L Market. So, it's your choice. Now, driving down Werner, you can go to these markets to get animal products. If you are vegan, this is probably going to be an uncomfortable part of the episode. You definitely want to skip forward. On the bottom of the bar, they usually show you the different names. And I'm going to put down uh, non-vegan friendly as the title of this segment. So if you want to skip past it, you can. I'm going to give you a little, little time to move forward. Okay, so my non-vegan folk, here we go. So if you want to go there and you need certain things, uh, not just for soup, but because you have other uses for them that we're not going to get into, you can definitely find it there in, in, in Mexican town in southwest Detroit. You can find everything from uh, certain kinds of peppers that start with an A, and I don't mean Anaheim. Uh, you can find candles so many candles almost every kind of saint you can think of you can probably find at benedict's and they're on uh, on fort street near junction you can find vigil candles you can find glass encased candles you can find all sorts of mystical oils and prayer chaplets and rosaries of every sort if you practice other things, you can find all kinds of seals of Moses. You can find all sorts of supplies. You can definitely find this wonderful wall of herbs in most of the grocery stores that will allow you to do folk practices. Everything from chamomile to chrysanthemum, uh, from what is that? What is that one? Uh, from mugwort. Mullen, you can find it there, and I highly recommend you give yourself a chance to go and experience the flavors and everything that's there. In addition to this, you can find obscure pieces of meat. If you need beef tongues, you can find it there. If you need chicken hearts, you can find it there. 
If you need whole goats for roasting, of course, you can find it there. If you have a religious holiday where you need a lamb, you can find it there, living or not. You can find almost everything there and even more things that you usually will find at Eastern Market. And we're going to do an episode on Eastern Market too. So you need to check it out because honestly, it doesn't get much fresher than that. Also, if you are looking to have hominy in your practice for an offering, they have it there in every color almost. They also have textured vegetable protein if, you know, the ancestor you're honoring was vegan. But I'm going to tell you right now, they probably are going to give you the side eye. So give them a drink instead. Um, and you can use Coca-Cola. That's fine, too. You can go there during the Days of the Dead. Notice I said Days of the Dead, not Day of the Dead. Because it's not just one day. It's several days. And each day is for a different class of dead. Um, you can find all this out too at Macomb Community College here in Michigan because they have a, a regular recurring event where someone from the Mexican consulate here will come in and teach you all about the history of the Days of the Dead. And they set up a beautiful ofrenda. It's huge. So I would definitely do that. You're doing yourself a disservice if you do not go, if you're in the area, to Southwest Detroit during the Days of the Dead and learn about the cultures there. Because it's not just Mexican town. It's also Colombian town. Uh, there are people from Peru. There are people from the Honduras, from Cuba, from Puerto Rico, which is a different area, as we know. Um, you have everybody there. Um, and sometimes they're separated by language, sometimes by geography, as far as origin. But it's a wonderful, not melting pot, but stew. And it's, it's, it's absolutely beyond everything I can I can tell you about. So if you get a chance, go. Another reason to go is the absolute historicity, the absolute gorgeous um, character of the area. The St. Anne's Church is beautiful inside. If you've never been and you're in this in the state, maybe make a visit. They do have open events, but the the amount if you're a humanities student, you have to make this pilgrimage. The statuary, the the painting, the artistry inside of the cathedral, well, not cathedral, inside of the church itself is absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. And if you go to the annex unless they've moved the body, you will see the remains of someone who was a patron of the church. Uh, the coffin was kind of broken, so you can kind of see the bones, so the rib bones sticking through the coffin a little bit, but it's in a glass case. So, you know, you kind of want to talk to the priest first and, and set up a tour if that's what you want to do, but it is there, I promise you, and it is really um, different. But yeah, so if you do get a chance to visit Historic St. Anne's Church, please go. It's it's worth every moment you take on the freeway to get there. Just be careful when you go to, to Southwest Detroit, you don't get on the wrong ramp. Because if you get on the wrong ramp and don't pay attention, you will wind up going to Canada. If you go up that ramp by mistake going to Canada, you cannot turn around. You will be stuck 
and you will be heading over to oh Canada because there's no turnaround so don't do it be vigilant and pay attention Another thing I want to say about the area is that if you're looking for someone to tell you about folklore or folk magic, it is a really good area, but be advised that not everyone there is bilingual. You need to step out of your comfort zone if you are not accustomed to that because you may not be able to find an interpreter. There are certain shops where English is not spoken. Not many, but a lot. So, you know, proceed with your own kind of tolerance for learning to speak to other people and making the adjustment in your mind that maybe as an American who speaks English we need to accept that there are Americans who don't and that is okay so when that happens there could be a bit of culture shock but remember this is part of the American culture it is and, and I stand by that. So, you know, you'll, you'll see a little bit of everything. And it's beautiful. You will experience sights and sounds and smells. And yes, you'll probably be told to go to Armando's. But it's not the only good restaurant over there. Also, uh, there are some people there who are part of the urban gardening movement in Detroit. It's been around a little bit about 20 years. Uh, but even before then, it's always been part of Detroit. But you can find some little enclaves of people who sell compost and who are kind of really like crunchy granola and it's great. So, you know, check them out. Check out the development organizations, the art organizations, and really get a feel for it. And you can do it all in a day. Go on a day when there's a festival. It's great. Don't go on Cinco de Mayo. Please don't. You will not be able to drive anywhere. Fill up your tank and you'll go like two feet an hour. Trust me. But for other things, yeah, it's a great time. And I guess that's everything to do with today's short episode regarding the Botanica supplies there. And you know I meant Magical Folk Botanica, right? You know, if you're into it, great. If you're not, that's fine too. But I just thought I'd share it because you may not know it. You may not know about it. And again, remember, don't listen to Journey's song and think there really is a South Detroit. As much as I love Journey, there is no South Detroit. There's Southwest Detroit. Southwest! Don't do that to yourself, okay? We look at you. And and yes, they are talking about you. Yes, they are. And I try to make sure you don't go over there and ask for South South Detroit and embarrass yourself. Because I don't like my friends to embarrass themselves. And we're friends, right? So that's why I like to share these things with you. And make sure that, you know, I I pull your coat and keep you all settled and, and squared away. I look forward to hearing your stories of visiting Southwest Detroit. And um, I used to live over there, actually. I used to live across the street from Clark Park, right on Clark and Porter. So if you want to get a piece of where I used to live, uh, look up Clark and Porter. Uh, It used to be a... When I was there, it was a a nice area. It had been cleaned up. But before then, woo-wee, it was something. So it was hell to tell the captain, as they say. So, that being said, I hope you'll take some time to visit Southwest Detroit, make a day trip of it, and... 
uh, stop by EL Supermercado because they've got freezer bundle deals that are great if you're trying to stretch your budget. And no, they did not sponsor me at all. I just, I love a good deal. I love a bargain, you know. Also, don't pick, forget to pick up some saint cards and some mer- miraculous medals while you're there. It's a good thing. All right. I can't wait to see you next time on the next episode of My Magical Cottagecore Life. Goodbye.